Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another episode of Woke and Baked. And today, my guest is Derek Killen. He is potentially the greatest mixed martial arts nerd I have ever met. And without, uh, with that being said, I had to sit down and get his picks for this weekend's BMF fight. That's right, the bad mother lover, but not loving her, Effinger fight, title fight, belt fight between uh, George Masvidal and Nate Diaz. It's a very, very cool fight happening this weekend in Madison Square Garden, New York City. And so Derek and I got to sit down and he gave me his picks for this fight and we'll see how he does. All right, our sponsors, Iron Asylum, located on KB Road. You can look for them on Facebook and Instagram. They also are your spot for the most affordable supplements on the peninsula, particularly if you are looking for Redcon 1. If you're not familiar with Redcon 1, they are a fantastic line of supplements. I use their isotope every morning in my coffee. I use their Total War as my pre-workout before I go and work out first thing in the morning. So, boom, there you go. I'm a big fan of their shit. I'm a big, big fan of uh, Iron Asylum. Oh, yeah, I'm also taking MedKit, which is their uh, vitamin pack. Also, big fan of that one. All right. Red Run Cannabis Company, the makers of fine oils, cartridges, and hashade made from flour now. So if you are looking for a product, a concentrate made from, plow- made from flour so you can get all the benefits of the flour, Boom, there you go. Red Run is using a whole flour in their concentrates, in their crumbles, in their shatters, in their turp sauces, in their uh, in their vape cartridges, and now in their hashade. Booyah shaka. There you go. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, at the very end of this podcast, you'll even get to hear the warning for Red Run Cannabis Company, which is very cool. All right, 5150 Vapes located in Soldatna, across the street from the Soldatna, uh, the Soldatna Creek Park, and they are your place to get your Woken Baked Smiling Unabomber t-shirts. And if you go in there and you mention the podcast to them, they will give you $5 off on the t-shirts. So now, rather than 20 bucks, it's 15 bucks. Walk in, tell them, you know, hey, I am a fan, I'm a listener of the podcast, I want my damn shirt for $5 off, and they'll give it to you for $5 off. Damn it, it's a, ste- it's a, a screaming deal. All right, the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the intersection of K Beach and Poppy. They are fantastic. They're open Thursday through Saturday, 11.30 to 8 p.m. They are rated 5 out of 5 on Facebook. That's 5 out of 5 stars. That's a lot of stars. That is all of the stars that are possible. They don't have 6 stars on Facebook, but if they did, I'm pretty damn sure the Schnitzel Bomber would have all 6 of those stars. Now, before I get into the rest of the podcast, I would like to take this opportunity to give a very solid shout out to Luke Redkowski of, excuse me, wearechange.org and Jeff Berwick of the Dollar Vigilante. They actually stormed Jeffrey Epstein's island in the Caribbean. So, Shout out to wearechange.org. Shout out to the Dollar Vigilante. Uh, thanks for, for continuing to do what it is that you are doing.
All right. Check, check. Check, check. All right, I am joined today with Derek. Derek, when you were a kid, what was your favorite sports movie? Oh. The Space Jam count? No. Okay. Uh, then, then Rudy. Why, <laughs> why Rudy? Tell the underdog. The kid who just wanted to play for Notre Dame, you know, and hardest worker and eventually got a shot. I don't know. Not really feeling it. Really? Not really feeling Rudy. I didn't, re- I didn't really. Wasn't that Sean Astin? Sean Astin, yeah. Mikey from Goonies. Yeah. I, <laughs> not really not really feeling it. Could you uh, take your hand off? Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I am joined today by Derek. Derek is, uh, is an MMA nerd like none I have ever met. He's um, autistic almost <laughs> in his level uh, of his knowledge of uh, the sport of mixed martial arts and and the history of the UFC. And so with the BMF fight coming up this Saturday in Madison Square Garden between George Masvidal and uh, the younger Nathan Diaz, figured who better to talk to? Thank you. Than, than old than old D-Dog. Yeah. Uh, I like to think of myself as a rain man of MMA. It's, so the same thing, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just making sure. Now this this is a really interesting fight. The mm-hmm. way the way it came together, the fact that there is a belt involved, mm-hmm. that it was almost not going to happen, then going to happen again, all in very very short successive notice. Yep. So let's kind of let's give a quick rundown. In your opinion, when was this fight made? Um, it was made after uh, Nate Diaz manhandled and destroyed Anthony Pettis in August. I mean, the guy was off for three years, at the, almost three years to the day at that point. Comes in, you know, and took on Anthony Pettis, who just had a superstar knockout of Stephen Thompson. And then, you know, he called his shot. He, he wanted Jorge, uh, who had the fastest knockout in UFC history of Ben Askren in July. You know, and they're two guys who've been fighting since the early 2000s. Um, Jorge got a start fighting underground for Kimbo Slice in yep. backyards and then kind of transitioned to MMA. Then you had Nate kind of doing the same thing and Jim's kind of scrapping with guys and when he was underage and then got into the WEC and then UFC Ultimate Fighter uh, Season 5 um, on Jen's Team Pulver against <laughs> BJ Penn and ended up winning that season. And I mean, they've been around, I mean, easily 15, 16 years each in MMA. So... This is a fan. This is this is the fight for the fans, I would say. So when when Nate called him out, it was perfect. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the card before we get to the main event and go to go to our picks. Now, starting with uh well with the the prelims, Julio Ars, Arce, Hakim yeah. Dawadu, Dawadu. You know, not too familiar with either of these guys. Um I'm going with Ars. You know, I'll be I'll go with Hakeem on this one. All right. All right. Uh, Chance Rencontour Contour versus Liam Lemon, Lyman Good? Lyman, Lyman Good? yeah. I'm going with Lemon. I'm going with Lyman as well. Um, tough kid. Uh, yeah. Can't, can't go with somebody named the Black Eagle. It's just a weird name. Uh, yeah. Especially for a white guy <laughs> named Chance Rencontour from Oklahoma. Um, although maybe it's a Native American thing. Yeah, or you know, another name for a vulture. Maybe, <laughs> who knows? Uh, Caitlin Chukugian, Chukugian, 
Chukugian versus Jennifer Maya. Gonna go with Jennifer Maya on this one. You know, I hope Caitlin bounces back because I definitely want to see her uh, face like Macy Barber. Okay. That'd be a fun fight. So Macy Barber, an interesting one to uh, to mention now. She's calling out Paige Van Zant from kind of out of nowhere. Oh, not from seems. out of nowhere. Well, it seems like legitimately seems like a place of jealousy, but if it's not out of nowhere, then where is it from? Um, she wants to make a big money. Uh, Paige is a huge name. She knows she'll make big money off of that fight. Um, she's kind of been calling her out for almost a year now. And, I mean, she even went as far as to message uh, on Twitter Austin Vanderford, Paige's husband. And not anything inappropriate, just kind of poking at Paige, trying to get Paige to take the bait, to take the fight. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Paige finally bites. She has one fight left on the contract. Um, but she's making too much money outside of the cage. Yeah, I don't see her fighting Macy Barber. Nah. If there's anyone who I think is... the is going to bring Paige Van Zandt out for one last fight in the UFC, um, providing that, you know, she doesn't move on to do modeling or whatever it is that mm-hmm. she's going to do afterwards. It's not going to be the person who is the, the most disrespectful because <laughs> whoever she walks away, you know, from fighting, having fought, is is going to be riding off into the sunset. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I would prefer Macy fight somebody like Caitlyn, you know, a legit challenger, someone who's, who's a fighter and not looking at cashing out and going on to other ventures. Well, it's weird that we're having that conversation about Paige Van Zandt. Like we are like, it's almost a foregone conclusion that she's not going to continue her fighting career someplace in like Bellator. I don't see it. Um, a lot of injuries. I mean, she's young still, but I mean, she's had a back injury. She's had a, two broken arms, I think. Um, you know, a lot of things since she lost to Rose Namahunas a few years ago and kind of just that build up and, I mean, she's making more money off of modeling and Twitter and Instagram, so I don't see really why she want to keep fighting. And I mean, she might compete in other ways, but yeah, fair enough. It's I think it's only like really a matter of ten years before she and all a dog retire to nail chick. <laughs> um, we can only hope. We can we can only and they open a wrestling academy or something. There we go. Um, Andre Arlovsky versus a guy whose name I won't butcher out of respect. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it a whirl. Yarazin uh, Rosenstreich. Um, 8-0 versus the, uh, the gl- I don't want to say glass-jawed because he can still beat the dog shit out of me, but a man who's had some serious knockouts, who's had some serious mileage in his career, oh, yeah. in a very long career. Now, if Andre Arlovsky comes out of this with a W, I hope he begins his title run tear. However... I think that this is one of those fights where they're sacrificing the older guard to some young lion. Like, you're sacrificing BJ Penn to Yair Rodriguez, you know? <laughs> right? Um, um, Andre's just one of those guys, though, you can never truly count out because never. he's he has all that mileage, you know? And, and, I mean, look what he did. Everybody counted him out against Fedor and actually was winning that fight, and then he got fancy and one punch ended it, but... That was so Fedor in the prime. <laughs> looking great up until he wasn't. Right. <laughs> um, but even that's, like, looking back, that's 10 years ago. Yeah. So when you're considering what someone like Andre Orlovsky is capable of, are they capable of what they were doing? Are they capable of moving the way that he was moving 10 years ago? Maybe not. But he's got, he's definitely got some oh, yeah. knowledge. He's definitely got some game uh, that is, is worth sharing. And we'll see that. All right, Brad Tavares versus Edman uh, Edman Shamazabad Shamadabadab. 
Uh, Brad Tavares, 17 and 5. Edmund, 10 and 0. I'm going with bad Brad Tavares. Okay. All right. Again, I got to go with uh, with the, the 10 and 0. There's a reason that this kid is fighting Brad Tavares um, at, at Madison Square Garden. There's a reason that he's doing that, and that's because he's making a name for himself. All right. So Shane Burgos versus Makwan Amir Kanha. Kahani? Kanani? Shane Burgos has been looking good. Yep. I'll uh, go. With, he's, he's got a weird beard, but that's okay. So does Eminem. Right? <laughs> All right. So you're going with Shane Burgos? Yeah. All right. Corey Anderson, Johnny Walker. Woo! I like Johnny Walker. I like Johnny Walker looks like a guy who's created uh, in a video game that eventually you've got to fight. Like he looks like a created character on UFC 3. You know, I would have to agree. And I mean... He injures himself more than he gets hurt by an opponent. Yeah. I mean, he blew out his shoulder as, after his last victory by doing a celebration. By doing the worm. Right. Um, so, a guy who's that crazy, do you really want to fight him? <laughs> However, you've got a guy like Corey Anderson who is a good fighter. He's a good athlete. Mm-hmm. He's a strong athlete. And he's got, I, I think he's probably got a shorter amount of time uh, left. He's, this, this win is a, has got to be crucial. A, it's a big win for him. Yeah. If Johnny loses, he goes back a couple of notches. He resets himself. Um, and really, cool. you could argue this is kind of that position where either one of these guys can get that John Jones fight. Oh yeah, by early next year. Oh yeah. There's a couple names, but I would love to see Johnny Walker uh, when Corey Anderson is tough. He's durable. He's tricky. But Johnny's just nobody's got the answer for him yet in the UFC. I mean, it it's, um, becomes Dominic Reyes against the winner of this fight to fight yeah. uh, John Jones. And that's really what it comes down to because you cannot argue against the winner of that fight. No. Now, if you're John Jones, you can make the argument that maybe Dominic Reyes isn't ready, to, ready for that fight. However, you cannot deny the winner of uh, the Corey Anderson, Johnny Walker, Mm-mm. Dominic Reyes fight. Like, you cannot deny that person a title shot. No. And, and I think that that's really what this fight is. is who's, who's, who gets to fight? Who gets to? Who has to fight um, <laughs> uh, in a cage with Dominic Reyes? And that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. All right. Kevin Lee, Gregor Gillespie. What Whew. are your thoughts? That, that right there. I mean, Kevin Lee, so much potential there. Hasn't really quite lived up to it at either weight class of 155 or 170. Um, going up against a tough grappler and Gregor. I'm leaning towards Gregor, but I wouldn't be surprised with Kevin Lee shocking that fight and that fight because he's got the skills. It's just if he can put the tools in the in there. Well, I just caught that Gregor Gillespie is the most decorated wrestler in that weight class, and so. That's a that's a big thing. However, it's also important to note that Kevin Lee also has a wrestling pedigree. Yep. It's it's not like he's you know any slouch on the mat. So it's going to be a good fight. It's definitely. I'm glad that it's on this card. Mm-hmm. I think that that anything that they do to to strengthen a card where the the main event isn't the title of a weight class, <laughs> you have to have a, a lot of other fights that are worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do you like in this fight, Kevin Lee or Gregor? Gillespie? I'm leaning to Gregor. Leaning towards him. All right. Going with the double G. All right. Derek Lewis versus his Russian twin, Blagoy Ivanov. Can't go against a black beast. No. I love him. (laughs) I love Derek Lewis. I love Derek Lewis. 
I love Popeyes. I love it when my balls are hot. <laughs> I love Derek. I love everything about Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is America. He really is. To me, he's that guy you just like, you throw into a cage and you know it's going to be a fun fight. I mean, I think not even about gonna... cages, dude. Like I want to like I want to eat food at a at a party with Derek oh, Lewis. Yeah. A Derek bar- Lewis a seems like a guy that that has some stories. Oh yeah. Um, and his post-fight interviews alone are worth everything. Absolutely. I mean, as far as telling Ronda Rousey, she, he'll show her what a real man is. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he did that after he already beat up Travis Brown. Travis. He like he already beat the dog shit out of him. Like he didn't have to say that. No, that was just an extra thing on top of that. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I but and he did that a while ago. It wasn't like it was a fresh like five nope. minutes after the ass beating. No, he was going like he was taking about weeks. Yeah, he was like I'm gonna. I'm sure you would have real man. <laughs> and you know what? I was kind of rooting for him. Yeah. I didn't realize he was married at the time and he was kind of funny. <laughs> um, I was kind of rooting for him. I was like, you know what? I hope, I hope it works out. <laughs> but no, I mean, I really hope Derek Lewis, and I feel like he can get the win on this one. Um, I, Cause he got a bad rap when it got last year, when yeah. he fought at Madison square garden against Daniel Cormier on that short notice title fight. Yeah. So I'd like to see him get a proper run, a proper title shot. I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm very glad that you brought up the, the short-notice title fight against DC because DC touted that as like like it was a real accomplishment. Don't get me wrong. If you or I get in the cage <laughs> with Derek Lewis, it doesn't matter if Derek Lewis has two minutes' notice. He's going to fuck us up. Oh, yeah. Um, however, if you're Daniel Cormier and you're – getting Derek Lewis more or less off the couch, mm-hmm. then you're you're an advantage. Oh, you're yeah. at, at a, a solid advantage. However, with that being said, you know, I'm not trying to fight Derek Lewis. Oh, I wouldn't. Um, I'd rather give him a rack of ribs than try to fight him. I do. I like, yeah. <laughs> um, he'll take, he seems like a dude who, who likes food. Like, definitely likes... Well, he cuts weight to make it. <laughs> um, okay, so you're going with him over oh, yeah. Blagoy? Oh, yeah. Blagoy Ivanov. I'm going with you as well. All right, Stephen Thompson Ooh. and Vincente Luke. Also the nicest guy in MMA fight. Uh, I See, I don't know a whole lot about <laughs> Vincente, uh, Vincente Luke, but uh, Stephen Thompson in, uh, in commercials for slacks. Ooh. Flexible. For, yeah, for Dockers. <laughs> yep. Are they Dockers? I, th- I want no. Hagar's. Hagar, I want to say. Yeah. Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> Worst comic strip ever. <laughs> Fucking terrible. And Doomsday? that's why Steven Thompson is going to lose. <laughs> no, um, no. I, I, I'm putting my money on Wonderboy. He's due for a big win. <sighs> I think he beat Darren Till when they fought. I mean, it happened to be on enemy soil. It was a close fight. I think he kind of got shafted on that one. And then that last minute knockout in a fight where he was winning against Pettis, um, the Superman off the cage. <laughs> Losing by Pettis. Yeah, yeah. so okay. I'm leaning to Thompson, though. I mean, it's in Madison Square Garden. He, he has had a run of bad luck there. Vicente Luque is dangerous, but I think Steven's got more tools in the striking game. All right. Uh, Darren Till, Kelvin Gastelum. God, that's, that's a juicy fight. Yeah, that's two guys that clearly hated 170. 
Kelvin didn't hate 170. His body did. Uh. <laughs> I would say that that's, that's a clear hatred. Um, if your body is telling you that you should be eating a cheesecake, um, <laughs> but your kidneys are saying to itself, let's shut down, then maybe you should have the fucking cheesecake. Right. Maybe 170 <laughs> isn't where you should be. Um, tough fight for Darren Till, though, to be jumping into at 185 for his first fight. Fighting, I mean, the number two guy in the division behind Robert Whitaker. I mean, you got Israel as the champ, Robert number one, Gaslam number two. I mean, that's deep division, too. And if Darren Till gets the W there, I mean, you're putting him almost in, almost for an immediate title shot. Well, he was too big for 170. Oh, huge. I mean, the only guy I can think of who was as big as him at 170 is Anthony Johnson, <laughs> who let's, has fought at heavyweight. Yes, <laughs> and may return to fight at heavyweight. Oh, God, I hope so. God, that, that's another one that would be so. Fun. Who would you like to see him warm up against? Rumble? Yeah. Oh, man. If, if I had to put Rumble in a tune up fight, that's such a deep division. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be okay with Dos Santos. Top five guy. See where he's at. See where he's at. See how his boxing is. Puts him in there with a good boxer. Good boxer. A good grappler. St- stand up. You know, you got that. I mean, Anthony's a good wrestler, uh, Division One, I, I believe. Um, and his, I mean, knockout power, especially at heavyweight. I mean, it would be a smart move for him to go to heavyweight. And then, yeah, Dos Santos, top five guy. You're really testing him out. He gets that W. I mean, you could almost put him in against Naganu after that or Derek Lewis. I mean, there's some interesting matchups there. And then if, if and when John Jones decides to grow the balls and go up to heavyweight and face off against the big boys, it'll be interesting. Who do you see John Jones fight at heavyweight? Who do you off see the, him making the his bat? debut? Yeah. Has to be Cormier. Or not Cormier. Um, has, to, has to be. Um, he'll, go get, he'll go for Stipe. Yeah. Uh, it would be a title. I, I, I could see him maybe doing a tune-up. Maybe. Unless again, it's a uh, money fight. It has to be a, a big Brock money Lesner. fight. Brock I, I think you can get Brock out for that fight. I don't It'd know. be an easy payday for Jones. Yeah. I, if okay. you can keep the distance. But, I mean, that's a big boy. So, you've got... <laughs> John Jones at heavyweight, I think against someone like Stipe, he gets he gets spiked. It, it would be interesting because we've never seen the closest we've seen Jones to with bulk on him move around was when he returned against uh well who was OSP it? OSP and he was slow he was sluggish it was boring I, I wasn't John Jonesian I, and I don't see him at heavyweight being John Jones slim thin you know that. Th- that thin, slender frame. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be as athletic at heavyweight. I think he's going to be sluggish at heavyweight. You know, I see he gets smoked in inside three rounds against Stipe. Oh God, the body shots alone. And Stipe is. I mean, he's he's got good wrestling, especially wrestling defense. He's going to be bigger. He's used to that weight. I mean, it, it's. It's almost anti-Jones. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's anything that, that John would... I mean, I'm sure there's John, there's a billion things that John could hit him with that, that Stipe has never oh, yeah. seen before. However, are they going to be able to connect the same way that something like an, an Nganu was able to to hit him with and still didn't didn't put him down? That, yeah, and Nganu is a monster. Yeah, there's heavyweight. two completely different animals yeah. in, in John Jones and Francis Ngannou. Yeah, I mean, so. Jones is that guy who's going to pepper you and tag you, but... But yeah, going back to Darren Till and Kelvin, 
I'm going Kelvin. I think his wrestling and just his boxing is going to be trouble for Darren. I'm going to go with Kelvin because he is the American and he doesn't have those weird fucking teeth that Darren Till got. Like when Darren Till got his teeth fixed, he got one of those fucking like Simon Cowell. I don't know if you've noticed Mm -hmm, Simon mm -hmm. Cowell has the veneers and then he's lost all that weight because he's been super keto. And so all he is is like this weird shaped face and veneers. And Kelvin Gastelum has those big fucking teeth. He got the biggest veneers possible, but he's in a career field where he's uh, has to cut weight for his job. So he's got these big, weird ass fucking <laughs> teeth in his in his fucking shrunken head yep. because he's dehydrated. All right, main event: Ooh. Nate Diaz, George Masvidal, um, baddest motherfucker in the game uh, in the game belt. Um, first off, how? Does a winner of this belt ever have to defend anything? Dana White has said it's, it's a, a one-off. It's a one-off, but it seems like if you're making a belt for it, this seems to be the sort of thing where I don't know. I don't think that uh, Colby Covington was right when he called it a journeyman's belt, but maybe it's not a hundred percent wrong to call it that. If you really are looking for the toughest motherfucker in the game, if you are Conor McGregor and you say you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet, then why wouldn't you want to, oh, fuck that silly weight class thing. (laughs) Oh, fight anyone at any... And he's proved it. He's proved it. Three weight classes. (laughs) So then, you know, maybe you have the BMF belt and you allow for, maybe it uh, it is the open weight challenge belt. Maybe you have a, a, a 155-er that's uh, willing to fight a 170-er at 165. Right. Or something like catch that. Catch weight it. Why not, why not make it the catch weight super belt? And I can't think of two better fighters uh, to do that. This is, this is a fight where um, the winner is the fan. And, and I've been wrong. Uh, I've, picked the, I've been on the wrong end of, of picks for these guys <laughs> in the past. So have I. Uh, so with that being said... Um, the, the winner for this is, is really the fan. Oh, the yeah. winner of this is um, whoever lets me watch this at their <laughs> house because I'll, I'll bring food with weed. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was looking into it and I was really trying to think about the history of the baddest guy. You know, like that's essentially what UFC was built on. We're going to yeah. prove who the baddest dude is. You know, and it's kind of going back to the roots really with this fight in a lot of ways it's like we're gonna put the two baddest dudes who will fight anybody anywhere anytime we're just gonna let them go you know and i was thinking i was like man you know before this we had the most violent man in mma justin gaethje uh eddie alvarez nothing ever really came of that you know there, there wasn't that like yeah it sounded cool to the fans the fans loved it but it didn't have that intrigue like this yeah i mean heck dana even went and created a belt for it um I haven't seen it yet. I believe they might have unveiled it today at the press conference. Um, but yeah, the baddest man, baddest motherfucker in the game. And there hasn't been too many people who can really tote that. Uh, Robbie Lawler. I mean, old school. Nate's brother, Nick. I would, I would throw in that, but I mean, he's retired right now. Um, it's weird that we can say that about the DS brothers. There, one of them is retired right now. <laughs> for the moment. For the moment. For the moment. Um, but yeah, like the top ten. I mean, really, there isn't. I would say they're the one and two guys. I would then throw maybe Robbie Lawler, Conor McGregor. You know, BJ Penn at one point would have been in there. Um, 
again, because he'll fight at heavyweight. He <laughs> don't care. But yeah, this this fight is for the fans. This, I mean, it's organically the fans brought this fight to Madison Square Garden as a main event. So this is definitely that. You know, Ariel Hawani always says the people's main event, and you know, you don't really see it too often where the main event is also the people's main event. Okay, so before we go into your pick for the winner of the fight, let's talk a little bit about what happened with Nate Diaz this week <laughs> because this is pretty interesting. Uh, for the for the fan that is unaware, uh, Derek, what happened? So I'll say Thursday last week, um, Nate Diaz came out, or maybe it was Friday, came out and said, you know what? I ain't no cheater. Fuck USADA. Fuck the UFC. This is what's going on. He tested positive uh, for elevated levels. He didn't say what. Um, all he says he he tested for elevated levels and he doesn't eat meat. Was what, yeah. pretty much what the tweet said. Um, goes on to saying he takes supplements from Whole Foods, which I guess are better than the supplements they get from GNC. Who would have thought? <laughs> well, if if he gets all of his stuff from Whole Foods, right, and mm-hmm. they sell him something that is tainted. Nate Diaz just bought Amazon. <laughs> right. All right. So so Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. Yeah. And and if Nate Diaz got a supplement through Whole Foods that ha- had him testing for something that that shouldn't be in his body, mm-hmm. Nate D- it's it's going to be called Nate Damn <laughs> But it, and he did. Uh, the ace the it was an atypical finding. His supplements, it was a low level, very low. Um, but of a banned substance, but it came out tainted. And the fact that he pretty much put the whole game out there for everybody was, they want me to be quiet until after the fight. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm coming out here. I'm calling your bluff. I'm not a cheater. I'm not on steroids. Everybody else is on steroids. And then you had a good old uncle chill piece son in back there going, I know he's not on steroids. I can look at somebody and tell you what they take, how often they take it. Let me look at their nipples, their gut. Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz are not steroid users. You know, and the fact that he got a, a bad supplement from Whole Foods. <laughs> He's going to own Whole Foods very soon. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so the other thing that's, that's, I think, worth noting um, in the difference in this fight for the two baddest motherfuckers on the, on the planet is that after this came out, there was still an immense amount of respect between uh, Masvidal and Diaz. Mm-hmm. Masvidal coming out saying something to the effect of, I know you're clean in a, in a sport full of dirty, dirty folks. You are not one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, and so it was very cool to see that kind of support. Um, Eddie Alvarez made himself look like an asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> saying that, that Nate's on steroids and this is funny and da 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 uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Bellator. Uh, you know, if if Nate's on steroids, I'm 155 pounds myself. Wait, wait. <laughs> uh, Derek's not 150. Maybe Derek, half of Derek. Half of me. Three quarters, maybe. <laughs> not, not but, a full. Yeah, there, there is no way. And either, I mean, he's going to test high levels of THC in his system and CBD before he tests for any type of steroid. I want to know what his THC levels are. I think he, he quit smoking at least a week because he can't smoke weed a week out of a fight because that's in competition time. But he still smokes CBD that weekend. 
because it's low, low levels. I want to know what his THC levels right. are afterwards. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> all right. So, so in your call, who takes us? Oh God. If it goes all five, which I can see it doing, and I'm on the edge of, I'm edging Nate, okay. only because his gas tank. He does triathlons in his spare time. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's done Ironmans. You're talking about a guy who, I mean, you have to be a madman to, you know what, I'm going to go do three events and do, you know, he's, he's got cardio for days. Yeah. So just for, and he gets better round after round and he puts a volume on you. He ain't hitting you with hard shots the whole time. He mixes it up well. Um, he's got a good range. He's got a good ground game. I, I'm edging Nate, but God, Jorge is a, such a gamer and he is not... I mean, he's going to be in Nate's face the whole time, which Nate's going to love. And it, like you said, this is definitely the fans' win here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious as to what the belt looks like. That that's the big entry for me. All right, do you have a place to watch it yet? I do. All right, folks, if you are looking for a place to to watch this, or you found a place to watch it, by all means, let me know. <laughs> all right, uh, give us your picks below in the comments. Let us know who you think is going to win. Let us know who you think is going to lose. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. And you go do awesome stuff. All right. Have a great day. Derek, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska 99611.